0: Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press, Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Glass v. State 761SW2D806, Texas Court of Appeals 1988. This is a short case. There's only two pages in the PDF. It does pack a little punch. So what happened here? It says, quote... This is an appeal from a conviction for promotion of obscene material. Appellant was charged with unlawfully and knowing the content and character of the material, intentionally selling to J.W. Price obscene material, namely a magazine entitled Crazy Fucked Up Rod, which depicts patently offensive representations of actual and simulated sexual intercourse, oral sodomy, anal sodomy, and male ejaculation of semen. Trial was to the court, which assessed punishment at 10 days in jail. I remember this J.W. Price character before. He's an undercover officer. It's got to be at least another case, maybe three or four, I've read about this character. So he is doing some bad stuff. Has any of you read the crazy fucked up bride magazine? Since it's been declared obscene, it's probably hard to find. In 1988 was a long time ago, so even if it wasn't, it'd still be hard to find. I find it interesting, it says, male ejaculation of semen. That seems to be one of those needless elaborations. What else do males ejaculate other than semen? Ten days in jail. They didn't put any fine in this case. A lot of the cases, in fact most of them involve a fine addition to jail. Ten days in jail, what do you think about that? I think it's too much of a jail time. There was only one issue of contention here and it was as follows Quote, appellant contends that certain depictions of the magazine were covered by stickers that prevented a person from seeing portions of the cover and that the magazine was sealed, end quote. They say also, quote, knowledge of the content and character of received material may be shown by direct or circumstantial evidence, end quote. J. W. Price here he went through a number of magazines and he showed them to the clerk and tried to Make sure that the clerk sides, including that crazy fucked up broad one. They had an interesting disclaimer. I've never heard of a disclaimer like this on the quote, on the magazine. It says, quote, this literary material has been sealed prior to exhibition for sale of this liter- literary material. The clerk who sold this material has exhibited no knowledge of the contents of this literary material, end quote. Sounds like whoever put that on there has knowledge of these obscenity trials and how they go. Maybe a lawyer devised that. Because that's one big bone of contention. They have to know what the magazine is. For example, if somebody sells a dictionary, and in the middle of the dictionary, for some reason they had an obscene set of poetry that was carved in or whatever, they wouldn't have any way to know that necessarily. Or if it was a blank videotape or mislabeled, videotape, all sorts of things that you don't necessarily know what's inside. Unfortunately, the court didn't buy this. They said, quote, we find that a rational trial fact could conclude from the cumulative evidence in this case beyond a reasonable doubt that the appellant knew the nature of the business where she worked and the content of the character of the magazine she sold. The appellant's point of error is overruled. The judgment of the trial court is affirmed, end quote. Although we didn't win this case, I give Debbie May Glass credit for trying. What do you think? You think it was a good thing? What do you think about what happened here? May we keep fighting. Good job, deadly class. You very well may have entered First Amendment heaven, which is where we should strive to enter. If we keep advancing the First Amendment and opposing obscenity, we very well may end up there, too, at the end. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.